0: If Jesus Christ himself were running for United States Senate and you had $50 million in ads going against him, you could turn Jesus Christ into someone who is horrendously unacceptable.
1: Today we are joined by the civics dean himself, Richard Green. He left his life as a lawyer to share his communication breakthroughs with presidents, first ladies, congressmen, prime ministers, and CEOs of Fortune 500 companies. He even advised Princess Diana. Green has also shared these tips with more than 3 million people through his top-rated TED Talk, The Seven Secrets of the Greatest Speakers in History. Green earned his title of civics dean by redefining how people view American government, and he has the political expertise to prove it. He's analyzed speeches at Republican and Democratic conventions, as well as presidential debates. Green also hosted his own talk show on Air America for three years and has been a guest on major networks, including ABC Radio and Fox News. Green also brought his ideas for America to the forefront as he once ran for Congress. Today, Richard Green will be bringing us inside his world and help us understand the political environment in which we live. Most importantly, he'll help us understand what we can do as everyday Americans to make sure our voices are not just heard, but acted upon by our elected leaders. I know in your book and different times you've said you think we're more united than people let on as a country, but with this abortion issue, it sure doesn't seem like it with people out in the streets. After the pandemic, two years of people not agreeing on anything, basic health questions. Everybody thinks they're a doctor and they're not. We had the insurrection, we had Black Lives Matter riots. Doesn't seem like we are very united. What do you mean when you say that, specifically in regards to the abortion?
0: Right. Well, I I think we're united on 80 to 90 percent of the things that we really want. Right. We, We want less crime. We actually want less illegal immigration because most people, the vast majority of people, do want laws to have meaning and to have there be a rule of law. So for example, I'm a Democrat, but and people say, oh, you Democrats, you're for open borders. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. There needs to be a legal process <laughs> if you want to come to this country. We can expand the number of people that come. We can reduce the number but there needs to so we agree on that. We agree that we don't want the environment to end up creating climate refugees all over the world uh, and destroying, you know, sovereignty of nations. We agree that we should have clean air and clean water. We agree that crazy people who have abused their spouses, for example, or committed violent felonies shouldn't have guns right? We agree for the most part that people who are here for a long time and they haven't committed any laws, that dreamers, even though they were babies and they came in illegally, there should be a path to citizenship. We agree that women should have equal pay for equal work. Um, We agree that billionaires, for example, and huge giant corporations should pay their fair share in taxes. I mean, I can go on and on. Most people agree, for example, that marijuana shouldn't be a crime and that, you know, you shouldn't be thrown in jail for carrying around a joint or having a gummy in your pocket. I mean, we agree on basic things, right? And I I and and that children are important and education is important. We want all of that, right? So what your former employers and some on the left uh-huh. have done is it's really good TV if you can highlight the things that we don't agree on. And there are some. Listen, I mean, I don't know if you're in a relationship, but if your husband or boyfriend or girlfriend, you're not gonna agree on everything. That's okay. That's okay. On no. ab- uh, So abortion is one of those things that is pretty binary, right? you, you know, you kind of either for it or against it in general, and then, of course, there are many different area, gray areas, right? Well, at what point? Mm-hmm. I personally, am, even though I'm a progressive Democrat for the most part, I'm viscerally affected when I see photographs of fetuses that are beyond a certain point that's difficult for me i'm a i'm a vegetarian i don't even want to see animals being tortured right so i'm not opposed to having an earlier limit than say you know the first full trimester but but ultimately i feel like it's really a woman's body and she should have some some say on it so uh, we are divided on abortion the and and while i am a capital D Democrat, right? Because the Democratic Party Uh reflects my values and policies. I'm even more than that a small D Democrat. I believe in democracy. And I believe that the majority should be able to do what it needs to do. And the majority of people in this country want Roe v. Wade or something like Roe v. Wade to be in effect. Um, The majority of people, for example, we're talking about COVID, you, you mentioned, The majority of people do believe in vaccines. The majority of people do believe in certain circumstances, or at least in the past, that masks were a good thing. So I think we have huge consensus in this country. The problem and the reason we don't get a lot of what we want is that we have media and now social media that is polarizing us. And we have this stupid, stupid thing, this anti-constitutional, anti-democratic thing called the filibuster rule. And virtually everything that America wants, with some exceptions on the far right, Mm -hmm. that virtually everything the American wants has been blocked and stymied and obstructed by this filibuster rule, which requires that you get Mm -hmm. 60 people to pass things in a democracy when it should be a majority. And. There is a solution to that, and there's actually a solution to that as it regards what the Supreme Court is about to do with Roe v. Wade.
1: Okay. Do you think, with what they've done with Roe v. Wade so far, if that decision comes out as official, do you think that's enough to bump the Democrats into winning in the midterms? Yes. There was a lot of speculation that was going to just be a red wave. Do you think it will trigger enough people to come out and vote?
0: 100%. Really? Okay. 100% if, if people understand how the game is played. Right, if you say to me, "Hey, here's a violin. I want you to play it," All right? I don't know how to play a violin, and it's going to be really frustrating, and I'm going to give up. And we don't give the instructions, the user's manual, on this thing called democracy, or American government, so people don't know how elections relate to getting what they want or not getting what they don't want. If so, I, so here's my caveat, Courtney. If people understand two things, then I believe that they can be accomplished and that the, the democratic wave in this election will be way more than all of the headwinds related to inflation, cost of living, you know, COVID, uh, jobs, issues. And the two things are, number one, that we have three co-equal branches of government. The Supreme Court is part of the Judiciary Branch. They don't have influence in many ways over the Legislative Branch, which is Congress. The Legislative Branch has a bill which already passed half of the Congress, the House of Representatives, called the Women's Health Protection Act. It passed the House of Representatives. What the Women's Health Protection Act will do is codify Roe v. Wade and say across the United States there is a right for women to have an abortion within certain limitations, okay? Uh, That bill then went to the Senate and it has a majority of support in the United States Senate because you have two Republicans, Susan Collins and Lisa Murkowski, who are replacing Joe Manchin and Bob Casey, who are pro-life, anti-choice Democrats. So you have 50 United States senators plus Kamala Harris. But it will never, ever pass. You know why?
1: Why? Give us the
0: answer. (laughs) Right, because you need 51 senators to change the filibuster rules to carve out an Mm -hmm. exception or an exemption to the filibuster for any particular piece of legislation, unless they're willing to just throw out the the filibuster and nuke it altogether. Those two senators, Kristen Sinema and Joe Manchin, refuse to create a carve-out for women's reproductive choice and for the Women's Health Protection Act. So that means... And Susan Collins and Lisa Murkowski won't do it either. So that means you need 50 senators plus the vice president... To get past the filibuster, we only have 48 senators plus the vice president to get past the filibuster, which means it will not happen before the midterms. It will not happen no matter how much people march in the streets and are upset by this. It will not happen until and unless women and others who care about this issue go to the polls and elect two more United States senators who support the Women's Health Protection Act and creating an exception to the filibuster in order to pass it with 51 votes instead of 60. Mm -hmm. Those two additional senators are incredibly easy to get if people vote. There'll be 120 million American citizens that won't vote, Dozens of millions who want to see the Women's Health Protection Act become law and effectively overrule the Supreme Court. And 21 Republican Senate seats are up for re-election. 21. If two of those 21 are flipped from Republicans who oppose the Women's Health Protection Act to Democrats who support it and are willing to change the filibuster in order to get it voted on and pass if only two out of 21 less than 10 percent and the other democrats in the senate mark kelly and catherine cortez masto and a few others who are vulnerable are reelected, it will pass so we're two votes away we're two votes away from overruling the supreme court's overrule of roe v wade
1: I don't know. You mentioned over 100 million people won't vote. I I don't, my whole life, I feel like women still don't come out and vote. Even an issue like this, I don't think they're going to come out and vote in the numbers they should. They all say they care about abortion. They all say a woman's body, a woman's choice, all this stuff, and then they just don't. And my personal experience, I have friends, I don't think any of them vote. They don't even know what's going on in the news. What, What can we do better as citizens or people involved in the political process to make people feel like, you have to get your rear out there to the polls. Same it's thing. It's never going to work They like always that. complain about everything and they never go.
0: Here's the here's the low hanging fruit. Here is the the uh-huh. core of the problem. And I agree with you. Listen, for me, voting is a spiritual experience. It's I will never not uh-huh. vote. I have voted in every primary yeah. and every general election since I turned 18. Right, except for once.
1: Me too. Yeah.
0: The the one time <laughs> I think I had a great excuse. My daughter was literally born on a primary election day in California. And she was born at 8.30. Well,
1: we'll give you, we'll give you
0: an exception. She was born at so a long labor the whole day, and she was born at 8.32, 32 minutes after the polls closed. So I think I have an excuse.
1: Oh, I, that's a pretty good one. I, I <laughs> we'll let you laugh. Yeah,
0: I, you know, the, big, the biggest moment of my life, right, I had to choose between voting or being there for my daughter. Anyway, um, I think I made the right choice. Um the reason Yes, people, absolutely. <laughs> the reason people don't vote, in my opinion, it's like the violin. They don't know how the system works. They don't know the game. So if you don't know how to play the game, you can't win the game. And if people understood the relationship between what they deeply care about and electing mm-hmm. two more senators and oh my God, it actually is gonna happen. I'm gonna get what I want. If I vote and we all elect two more senators and I make sure I do my part and I reelect my congressperson and my senator who is supporting the Women's Health Protection Act or climate action or legalizing marijuana or whatever it is. Right. So that my approach, my very 180 degree disruptive approach to politics is to flip it completely around. Right? So instead of here, you need to vote because blah, 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 I say, no. What do you care about? (coughs) What do you care about? If you care about building a wall on the southern border of the United States, awesome. Yeah. That's your right as an American, right? Um, So vote for Republicans. That's great. There's a choice. There's like an app for that. You know, whatever you want, there's like a party for that. We're so divided, but it makes it easy. But if you care about, Fighting climate change in significant ways, then you got to vote for Democrats. If you care about overturning what the Supreme Court is going to do when they overturn Roe v. Wade and allowing women to have some reproductive choice in every state, then you got to vote for Democrats, right? But they don't know that. So people don't know how important their vote is. They don't know that the parties are really, really very different. And they don't know. That, for example, we're only two votes away from passing climate legislation, equal pay for women legislation, background checks for guns legislation, um, and certainly, you know, health pro- women's health pro- the Women's Health Protection Act, and and maybe four or five votes away from legalizing marijuana nationally and expunging criminal convictions for people who were caught up in this stupid war on drugs with marijuana. I mean, it's all crazy. about. <laughs> I don't think a,
1: we'll ever see that. I'm sorry. I don't think we'll ever see the marijuana legalized. even well, if but it passed the house. In the house and the Congress. I think there's too much. I think there's too much money in politics for that to ever happen. There's too much of big pharma not wanting people to use marijuana because it's it's a it's competitor too good. to painkillers and to other. It's too good, and I think that'll never happen. We could have all Democrats in the House and Senate. I don't think it ever happened. Big pharma. <laughs> and our healthcare
0: system is too much on bills. Courtney, pills to Courtney I'll make a bet with you. Yeah, mm-hmm. you pick. You pick the bet. I'll make a bet. Okay. The, the marijuana, the more, oh. <laughs> the, Mar- the marijuana opportunity reinvestment and expungement act, the more act, yeah. M O R E, passed the House of Representatives in April. It passed.
1: Yeah.
0: And we probably have forty-five supporters in the United States Senate. If we elect five more, because there's a social justice element here, Who, who's been arrested yeah. overwhelmingly for marijuana crimes, right? It's black and brown people, mm-hmm. right? I guarantee mm-hmm. you, it may take a while, but it can pass. It can pass. It'll, it, but, but there's a, a, short, a short window. It can only pass when there is a, a strong enough majority in the United States Senate, any sort of majority in the United States House, and a Democratic president who will sign it. So if Ron DeSantis becomes president and Congress passes it, he will veto it. So you're right. So it's tricky, but I don't think Big Pharma is going to be able to stop because there there are medical marijuana, pro-medical marijuana laws in most states in the country. So Big Pharma is now, I think, investing in cannabis products, and they're going to make their money that way.
1: I hope because, I mean, I've known so many people over the years that it's just provided so much relief, to that they can't get from pharmaceuticals. And my, they're always playing this dance of, oh, I'm going to get a record. Mm.
0: My 92-year-old mom has just started because she broke her arm. She's just started on uh-huh. gummies. And I'm so happy about it.
1: You're kidding me. <laughs> wow. No, it's, that's it's legal. A, it's 92. legal here. I'm
0: it's legal here in California. It's like, here, mom, take it. And so there's these special gummies that have a lot of CBG uh-huh. in them, so you don't even feel like you're stoned. And it was funny. I was with my daughter and and uh, my girlfriend, and and she was. We were laughing our asses off, and my mom was going, "What's so funny? I don't feel anything." And she was just hilariously stoned. It was it was <laughs> so cute. I, grandma's on gummies. That should be well, a thing.
1: That should be a hashtag. Yeah, that should that should be the push for marijuana there. If a 92 year old can get that weed isn't bad and make you going to go crazy, I think maybe politicians. I don't know. We'll see. I'm just I'm always cynical on the marijuana issue because I feel like it's always dangling out there. And it's always this promise. If you elect the right people, we'll do it. And it's like, come on. Americans want this so bad. and It's not happened yet. I'm, shocked I'm telling that you a presidential candidate won't just come out and say, I'm going to legalize it, and vote for me. And still, Trump or Biden wouldn't do that. They wouldn't but, say full legalization will happen.
0: So I don't trust anything that a politician says. It's like, I'm going to fight for this. I'm going to fight for that. They may <laughs> want to fight for it. True. Yeah. But but, for example, the problem is like Obama, like Obama, he promised all these things and Democrats and we didn't get a pass. We didn't get a pass because we didn't have the numbers. Democracy is just second-grade arithmetic. So there is a magic number to get marijuana legalized in the United States. That magic number is 270. 270. So you need 218 in the House. We already have that. And you need 51 in the United States Senate who are willing to vote for it and create a carve-out to the filibuster. That gets you to 269, and then you need someone in the White House to sign it. That's it. That's it. It's just... Second grade arithmetic. Every single issue that you want to solve, you can solve with legislation that has 270 people. And if they're not willing to change the filibuster, then you need 279. 218 plus 60 plus 1. So it's just so simple, and I want people to get it. And the reason the reason we don't have the 279 people to do all of these things that the vast majority of America wants is because young people don't vote. Single women don't vote. African Americans generally don't vote, except for African American, older African American women. Hispanics generally don't vote. I mean, I say general. I mean, just you. The number, for example, of 18 to (laughs) 24-year-olds that voted in the 2014 midterm election, so we had the 2014, then the 2018, and now we're having the 2022, was 21%. And then March for Our Lives, David Hogg, and, you know, all the, what happened in Parkland, you know, it went from 21% to 31%, which is a huge jump, but 31% when you have old conservative white people voting at 65%. So every single election, and especially midterm elections, you get further away from getting what you want because you and your values are not represented in government because you don't vote.
1: Do you think it's kind of pathetic that everybody in this country goes through 12 years of education and they don't understand civics enough to understand the desire and the need to vote and how government works because if they like you're saying if they understood how it worked and the process they would maybe be more active people don't know how do they how do people go through 12 years of education? do you think the government, I don't know. It sounds conspiratorial, but do you think they want to dumb down the population so nothing gets done? Because 12 years in school and you don't know basic civics, it blows me away. Immigrants come to the country, they have to take a civics test, and they know how our government works. But, you know, native-born Americans have no idea how to pass a bill.
0: You're, you're preaching to the choir, and I, I think there is one party that doesn't want people to vote. And, and we know that because there was one party that opposed the John R. Lewis Voting Rights Act and opposed the Freedom to Vote Act. They want to make it harder for people to vote, and there are a lot of reasons why, but I think it's because they do not represent the issues and the policies that the majority of Americans want. They have very, very strong, very emotionally mobilized minorities, which is why they win, right? But I actually asked this question to former Secretary of Education Arne Duncan. He was Secretary of Education under <laughs> Obama, and I ran into him in Chicago a few years ago. And I said, "Mr. Secretary, is there is there a reason why we don't teach civics in America anymore?" And he looked at me, and he had kind of a sad face, and he goes, "Not a good reason, oh, right? wow. But but again, that's why I teach civics. And in fact, I'm coming out with something. Called 15-minute civics. I'm going to do 15 TikToks, 15 one-minute TikToks with 15 different celebrities on the 15 things you need to know about politics, about civics, and why you need to vote in the 2022 midterms.
1: Oh, that's a good idea. Got to reach you gotta the make people it where it they're simple. at. They're definitely on TikTok. That's for sure.
0: No, you got to make it simple. And the simple you do, thing You do. You really do. It's simple thing. So everything you need to know about civics, you don't need to even take the 15 minutes or anything. You just need to know, pick the issues that are important to you, and then find the candidates who are not just saying, I'm going to fight for it. Say, no, here's a piece of legislation, Mr. Congressman, Mr. Senator, Mr. or Miss Senate candidate. Here's the Women's Health Protection Act, right? Or here's the Climate Action Now Act. Or here's the marijuana, you know, uh, act, the MORE Act that I just talked about. Will you Uh vote? Will you commit in writing to vote for that if you are elected? If so, I will give you my vote. That's it. You're done. And in fact, the only way, quite honestly, that any of these bills that we're talking about, and again, there are bills on the other side, but not as many, um, is to vote for Democrats. And the reason for that is that even if you have your congressman or your senator, who's really willing, can't wait, ready, willing, and able to vote for the, you know, the the women's, you know, uh, health protection act or the marijuana bill. Unless a Democrat is the Speaker of the House, it won't even get brought up to be voted on in the House. Unless a Democrat is Majority Leader, it won't even get brought up to be voted on in the Senate. That's how important majorities are and the Senate majority leader and the Speaker of the House. And the only way to get majorities is, is to vote for the parties that are gonna enact the kind of legislation that you want. And overwhelmingly, especially for young people, overwhelmingly, that is the Democratic Party.
1: Okay, uh, you mentioned, you know, contact your, whoever you're voting for. Are you gonna vote for this bill? If so, you have my vote. And- in relation to that, you talk about billifying versus vilifying. Do you really think you can billify the electorate process with the way the culture is today? It's so easy to just scream and yell and tweet at somebody. You got the Lauren Boberts and the Marjorie Taylor Greens. They can act hysterical, get fundraising. Do you think anybody listens to a responsible person trying to billify the vote? And then maybe explain billify to the audience so they know what we're talking about.
0: Do you want me to explain billify or billify? However, you said it. I love your accent,
1: <laughs> Courtney.
0: I love your well, accent,
1: thank
0: you. <laughs> and it's amazing. People don't know. Good, this.
1: good. I'm glad
0: you you grew up in Ohio, but your mom's from the South. That's that's quite an influence she's had on her daughter.
1: Quite a bit, yeah. We always talk politics ever since I was knee-high to so it's just <laughs> constantly.
0: So let me explain what billify is or billification. So I think that most people don't care very much about political parties. It's like, oh, you know, they all suck. You know, they're corrupt. All they care about is my money and blah, blah, blah. So forget political parties. Uh-huh. You don't have to be a Democrat. You don't have to be a Republican. Forget about that. And you can find, if Jesus Christ himself were running for United States Senate and you had $50 million in ads going against him you could turn jesus christ into someone who is horrendously unacceptable okay because that's what <laughs>
1: probably true <laughs> that's what yeah.
0: political consultants do and so my approach to politicians is very much like plumbers if your toilet explodes at midnight and you need a plumber you don't care what they look like You don't care if they have a big pot belly or they whatever. You just want them to come in and do the job and then leave. And that's how I think we should approach our politicians, right? I know a lot of people didn't like Hillary. Oh, she's inauthentic, and she screeches, and her email... It's like, what bills is she going to sign that Donald Trump wouldn't sign, and vice versa? What Supreme Court justices would she nominate? If Hillary Clinton... Had gotten just a few more electoral votes, right? He lost the election by seventy-eight thousand people in three states. We would have a six-three pro-reproductive choice Supreme Court instead of a three-six court, right? Instead of a six-person majority okay. anti-choice. Elections have consequences, and so the billification is: don't focus on party, don't focus on. Candidate. Every human being is flawed, and politicians are no different. I mean, your mama's flawed, for God's sakes. Your daddy's flawed. Your husband or no. wife is flawed, <laughs> right? Your kids are flawed. We're all flawed, right? And I guarantee you, if a you take your angelic kid, who who you love more than anything in the world, right? Talking to moms now, and you give it to a Washington D.C. political, you know, campaign, you know, attack ad campaign manufacturing, you know, shop, they're going to destroy your kid. They're going to destroy your kid, right? Yeah. So they focus on the negative. So let's let's move beyond that, right? So don't mm-hmm. vilify, right? parties or politicians. Pick a bill that to you is the most important thing that you'd like to see uh, happen, the the problem you'd like to see handled, right? Maybe it's climate, maybe it's mm-hmm. You know, abortion, maybe it's legalizing marijuana, maybe it's guns on either side. I want more guns. I want open carry guns. I want to be able to walk into a bar and have a gun hanging out with an AR-15. That's fine. You're an American. You get to do that. Pick a bill that you care about and then find the 270 people, right? That, including your congressman, your senator, and then also the governors. That's a whole different thing. Every state has a magic number right all you need a certain number of assemblymen a certain number of state senators and a governor boom and and that's how you vote so vote based on bills that address the issues and the problems that you care most about not on parties or people right so billify don't vilify
1: okay and you think you think Americans are decent and smart enough to Everybody no. loves a good vilification. That's what no, I'm, like, I'm getting at. Like they love, you'll see, I'll see a really good like tweet that's informative and it'll get like five retweets. But somebody says something nasty about someone and it goes to thousands and thousands of people. And so I worry that our electorate is just, I don't want to say stupid because I don't want to say that about Americans, but we're so conditioned to just want short attention spans and really sexy content and really nasty mean stuff. And you can blame it on social media or just Americans or gotten nasty.
0: What well, you know I mean, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, it's the yeah. reality TV, you know, uh, NASCAR yeah. approach, right? You know, it's like, oh, I, you know, you're looking for for things that are exciting. There, you know, and, and and you you were in news, yeah. you were in news, right? What leads most local news store, you know, shows at eleven o'clock? You know, if it bleeds, but, it leads. If it bleeds, it leads, right? So so there is that human tendency, right? And that's kind of low level yeah. stuff. That's always going to be there. That's always going to be there. You know, okay. oh, my God, they're watching something because they know a train wreck's going to happen. You know, that's why you watch these realities of the housewife shows. You know, pretty soon I know they're going to be fighting, throwing martinis at each other. That's exciting, yes. right? <laughs> but there's that, and, and that's fine. But just I want people to have a come-to-Jesus conversation with themselves and say, if government can do anything, what do you want it to do? Right. Again, back to the thing. I want to fight climate change. I'm really afraid for myself and my children. They're going to grow up in a planet that's where there's droughts and there's not enough food and on and on. Right. Or I care whatever it is you care about. So pick your issue. Become a single issue voter. It doesn't take much time. um, And because Mm -hmm. what you care about. There are going to be people on in on one party, This is where parties use one party, they're going to make that happen, and people in the other party, they're going to oppose it. It's real simple. And then go back to watching the Kardashians, or whatever the hell you want to watch.
1: <laughs> okay, so I'm hearing from you, you don't think America's fallen off a cliff yet. We, we <laughs> still can, people are still out there will be able to listen and use their brain and understand me, how to bilify and not just be trashy. <laughs>
0: well, they may not know how to bilify, but honestly if uh-huh. if politics was explained if civics was explained in the way that i've just shared i think people are yeah. going to respond to it and but here's the bottom line a, since this is a show about women there they was i think Ruth Bader Ginsburg goddess right Jane Goodall goddess and there's another goddess who's yeah. an environmentalist named Sylvia Earle she's like 79 80 years old And he is a marine biologist, National Geographic Explorer. And he said something once, which which has become the motto for my public speaking coaching. I used to be a lawyer. i travel around the world teaching politicians and executives and celebrities how to give speeches. And that is, you can't care, Sylvia Earle, Dr. Sylvia Earle, you can't care unless you know. And if I think politics is this hot mess and nothing good's ever gonna happen, I'm not gonna be involved. But if it's like, if I know, oh my God, we're only two votes away from overturning the Supreme Court and reinstating a woman's right to choose if that's an issue you care about or any other issue. We're only two away Mm -hmm. because there's this magic number that Richard Green, the civics dean, taught me about. And we're only two away from that magic number I think most people, in their own self-interest, are going to go, well, it's not really that big a deal to vote. There's I got a mail-in ballot, fill it in, I send it, or I go down and say hi to my neighbors and have a cup of coffee and vote and then come home. I mean, obviously it's harder for some people than others, you know, what kind of idea, whatever. But for the most part, voting is not that hard. And even if it's hard, how important is it, the thing that you want to get accomplished? You know, you see people waiting outside of Nike stores, sleeping on the frickin' sidewalk because to get a new Air Jordan or whatever, because they're motivated. And I'm saying voting is a lot easier than that.
1: If you like this, then be sure to check out the rest of the interview with Richard Green right here on Ladies Love Politics.